Hey everyone, this is Mary Christopher, and this is our Sunday Meditation Podcast. Today is September the 18th. It's a beautiful day here in the Atlanta area. It's mild temperature, a little bit of a breeze. Um, We've had some rain, so everything is green, and in a lot of cases... (laughs) people's grass needs to be mowed Um, so a a friend of mine speaking of grass needing to be mowed a friend of mine is um, she works with homeless projects here in the Atlanta area and there are a couple of locations that are used for uh, to house homeless families you know on a temporary basis And they're going to turn some of the grass, some of the lawn, into wildflower gardens. And, of course, that will be great for all kinds of things like um, the pollinators, like butterflies and uh, dragonflies. and bees and wasps and and I know that in some cases bees and wasps are not our favorite insects but they are pollinators and we need them we need them several years ago I saw a film um, and it was an old film I I don't even know how I found it it was I I don't think it was online. I think I was like surfing channels late at night. And a film about a family in China that lived in, you know, some very remote province. And they had pear trees. They had like really a lot of very large pear trees. And because of the chemicals that they were using all over China, which, you know, years ago we were doing the same thing. Um, All of their pollinators had been wiped out. So every year, in order for this family to have pears, which was their livelihood, they had to climb, they had to set ladders up like really tall ladders for some of the trees. And they had to climb the ladders with like very um, fine brushes. And they had to pollinate all the flowers by hand. If you can imagine trying to pollinate every flower on a, a large pear tree, right? with a very fine paintbrush. I can't imagine that, but they did, they, fortunately, I think they had a large family. Um, I can't imagine doing that, but that's how they got their pear crop out every year. So I don't think, I for certain do not want to be 
pollinating my vegetables and in the near future my peach trees and apple trees by hand. I mean, that's about the last thing I want to do, okay? So, we need the pollinators and we need lots of them because people are still spraying very toxic, not, not creature friendly, but very toxic chemicals into our environment. Um, and we just don't know, you know, I mean, we do know what the outcome will be if we don't begin to provide some habitat and some safe landing places for, for all of our pollinators. So, I'm, and I know, I know you all have heard this before, and I'm sure you are all very aware of this. So, I'm just saying there's, there's, there's some people here in Atlanta who are going to turn some green grass lawn into wildflower gardens. Yes, yes. So, that will also help the environment because those, there won't be as much mowing, right? There'll be less lawn, so that means less mowing. And a lot of wildflowers obviously reseed themselves, so, and the seeds spread. So this is just a really great thing. So that made me very happy. I met the lady this week. So that's, that's good news. And, um, of course, I've been following the, um, all of the services and preparation for, uh, Queen Elizabeth's burial. So it's, um, I grew up with her as part of my world. My mom had great respect for her. So uh, it's, it's sort of odd to think of the world without Queen Elizabeth because she had become such an icon, like a living kind of archetype. Um, and when, when other people in government or other leaders uh, failed in terms of integrity or honesty or um, anything you want to <laughs> consider it, when they, when, when, or when our systems would fail. I would often think of Queen Elizabeth and how she held such a high standard of integrity. Again, she was not perfect, but she she stayed with the job. She didn't complain. Sometimes things were really, really difficult, um, or people didn't like her decisions, and she just kept going, which says a lot about a person's character and about their integrity. And of course, the, the more integrity we've got running around in the world, the better 
the world is going to function. So, and you've heard me mention that a few times. So, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are well. I hope your family and friends are doing well. We are about to, here in the Northern Hemisphere, this coming, this week, uh, we will have the fall equinox. So we will move from summer into fall. Our temperatures are already much cooler. It's much more comfortable. And this time of year, along with spring, always throws my sleep patterns off because I, I like to wake up with the sun. So this time of year, it's coming up later, so it's darker. And I tend to sleep later, so I'm having to set my alarm so that I wake up at my usual somewhat early time instead of sleeping until the light wakes me up. So, so that's happening uh, depending on your time zone. It's happening late Wednesday night or very early Thursday morning. And if you have a birthday coming up this week, then happy birthday. And you are born on the cusp or, or around the cusp of summer and fall. And it's, it's interesting, um, based on astrology and psychology, uh, to be born on the cusp because you have the capacity to work from two different perspectives. So I, I know people who are born on, ex like exactly on the cusp of summer and fall, and um, they do have this amazing capacity to function as a Virgo or function as a Libra. And the, one of the difficulties with that is that sometimes they can get confused about <laughs> which perspective is the best one or which one is working. So anyway, I, I always have sympathy for my friends that are born on the cusp. And in the southern hemisphere, they're going from winter to spring because the southern hemisphere is the reverse and along those lines um, also remember that the electromagnetic field of the earth moves from north to south okay so um, I was reading something about that earlier this week or last week and the article was saying that if you live in the in the especially in the northern hemisphere but probably either one but this was written based on the northern hemisphere to sleep with your head to the north because then your your whole your electromagnetic field and we know that all humans have an electromagnetic field we know that your electromagnetic field is lined up with the electromagnetic field of the Earth. 
So that should make your sleep a little bit better. And my bed faces, the head of it faces west. So I sleep, when I turn out the light to go to sleep, I go across from one corner to the other. I, so I'm facing like northwest, facing more north than west. So I've, for years, somebody told me about that years ago, and so I have paid attention to that for years. So I can't really, we haven't done any great scientific research, although I'm sure it's out there. Um, but I've been told over and over again by people who pay attention to these things that it's always good to sleep with your head to the north. Okay. So, um, again, the, you know, the world is still in turmoil, so that means that we need to take really good care of ourselves, right? Really good care. And we need to keep ourselves centered and as relaxed as possible. And um, I had... we. We had just a really long, uh, very, very busy week, so all of us at home were tired by Friday, and um, we either slept in or took naps on Saturday, and I still wasn't feeling like, you know, I was up to my normal or usual levels of energy. And last night, we watched a Jackie Chan movie. And I, I love Jackie Chan. I, I think he's just a great... Uh, <laughs> I, I think I would consider him to be a, a teacher like Hotai, uh, the laughing Buddha, right? And one of the things I really love about Jackie Chan's movies are that they show the outtakes at the end. And that's where all the flubs are. And, and Jackie Chan is always in these outtakes. He's always laughing at himself and everybody, you know, that was part of the film or part of the out, part of the flubs or the goof-ups, they're laughing as well. So um, I went to bed after, like, laughing for a good probably five minutes. I mean... The movie was The Spy Next Door, and it's a great family movie. Um, and then, I mean, it was funny in certain respects, and then they had the outtakes. So by the time I went to bed, I'd been laughing for a good five minutes. And I realized that one of the reasons I couldn't get my energy level back up was because I had gotten so serious all week. So my, my, my assignment, I give myself assignments, right? And I'm sure some of you do that as well. My assignment for the week is to be much less serious, for heaven's sakes, right? Right. Okay. So what else? Um, class is going well. We are working on... Um, the uh, 
We're taking one a week and using the one each of uh, some of Rumi's Jesus prayers or Jesus poems for our class through September. So the one that we're working on is one of my very favorites and it, it goes like this. Come out, come out. The mystics are gathering in the street. Leave me alone. I'm sick. I don't care if you're dead. Come out. Jesus is here and he wants to resurrect somebody. That's one of my very favorites. And, of course, Rumi has great affection and respect uh, for Jesus. So, that's just one of my favorites. So, uh, my assignment this week is to just take things a little more lightly. You know, a a little less serious. We, we get so serious. Just amazing. Okay, so, um, those are my main thoughts for the week. And I hope that your past week has gone well, that you've had a good weekend that um, you're rested, feeling good. uh, In some parts of the U.S., of course, the whole COVID thing is definitely slowing down. In other areas, not so much. But I think slowly we're getting there. So I was thinking today that we could do one of our tree meditations and some of you are familiar with that so the 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 lovely part about these tree meditations is that we have support something or someone has our back right and for me trees are conscious they're not conscious in the same way that humans are, but they are conscious, in my experience. So when when I do my tree meditations, I feel like I'm someone's got my back, right? Someone's got my back. I'm not standing all alone in the world. So if you've been sitting for a while, then get up and stretch, loosen those tendons and ligaments and muscles, and if you can be outside, and if you have trees in the neighborhood, or in your yard, you know, find a tree where you can sit comfortably or stand and lean against it. I I do both at different times depending on the tree. So 
loosen up your muscles and take some deep breaths. It's much easier to meditate when we are relaxed and when we are well oxygenated. So take some deep breaths. And if you are inside and you can't be outside, then use your imagination. Your wonderful, wonderful imagination. And see or feel yourself somewhere like your favorite spot where there are trees. And just let yourself in your imagination be with your favorite tree. Might be an oak tree, might be an elm tree, might be an evergreen, some kind of pine tree, might be a peach tree, might be an apple tree. Whatever whatever is comfortable for you. As you breathe in, following your breath, all the way down into your solar plexus. Feel yourself becoming more centered. As you breathe out, following your breath, from the bottom of your lungs, past your heart, through your windpipe, your throat, out through your nose or your mouth. Let yourself relax. feeling centered and relaxed and you're comfortable with your breath then let yourself be with your tree whether it's in your imagination or right where you are physically just let yourself be with your tree let that tree support you just a little bit. You can lean a little bit. That tree's got your back. Creation has got your back. Let yourself just be with that for the next few minutes.
Now as you breathe in, following your breath, all the way down to your solar plexus, be aware of how centered you are. And as you breathe out, following your breath, from the bottom of your lungs, all the way up past your heart, through your windpipe, through your throat, out into the space all around you, be aware of how relaxed you are. And when we're feeling centered and calm and relaxed, that is a normal state of being. So as you breathe out, as you're following your breath from your lungs, past your heart, through your throat, out into the space all around you. When you're ready, gently open your eyes. So if you can tell the difference between the way you felt when you started your meditation and that afterwards you feel more centered and relaxed and calm, remember that is a normal state. We get used to or we adapt to feeling stressed. That is not a normal state. Feeling centered and calm and relaxed is a normal state. I hope you're able to move through the week feeling calm and relaxed and at ease with yourself. Hope your week goes really well. You take really good care of yourself. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the good you do in the world. And remember to breathe.